today we're going to talk about getting the best out of and releasing the most out of the strong people that God puts around us. It didn't take me long when I was at primary school to figure out that addition was nowhere near as powerful as multiplication. Now that principle applies in every aspect of life, doesn't it? Particularly leadership. If you add to your leadership gifts a few tricks up your sleeve, uh, new skills, uh, you will grow in your influence and, and it might be good, but it'll be painfully slow in comparison to the person who decides to welcome, receive strong people around him, multiply himself into them, and the multiplied effect. Well, it's, it's incomparable to the addition method, isn't it? But it's terrifying. It's terrifying. It, it, the thought of allowing people to, uh, who are stronger than you to outshine you day after day in various aspects of your life requires a lot of security and a conviction that God has called you to, to conduct this orchestra and to attract them and to celebrate them. Now, the strongest leaders in the Bible were those who, who led the strongest people. David is one of those. Uh, when he was still not yet king of Israel, he'd been anointed, but he wasn't uh, king, he received these, these mighty men that we read in 1 Chronicles uh, chapter 12. It says this in verse 1, These were the men who came to David at Ziglag, while he was banished from the presence of Saul, the son of Kish. They were among the warriors who helped him in battle. The first thing we learn out of this text, the way to lead strong people, is that you've got to lead by example. David himself went into battle. He, he wasn't sending them to go and do something that he was not prepared to do. He didn't sit in his ivory tower and say, you, you minions go out there and fight the battles for me. No, he was in the trenches fighting battles at that stage of his life. And so strong men said, I can follow a guy like that. Right now in our church's um, story, we are very uh, um, concerned about uh, people who are not in connect groups. And so we are, we are seriously pushing the development and the leadership of connect groups because we are so spatially isolated. And, and so I've led dozens of connect groups in the past, but I'm seriously considering and have made a couple of phone calls already. I've just got to sort my diary out to start another one, model another one. Why? So that the strong people around me realize this is a critical value. Number two. These were armed with bows and able to shoot and throw stones with the right hand and the left, and they were relatives of Saul. And verse 20 says, And David went out to meet them. Can you picture this? One other verse I haven't read says, And their faces looked like that of lions. What's a lion's face look like? Scarred, it's been in brawls, it's been in hunts, it's been in battles. And David walks out to these men, each of them ambidextrous, able to throw spears with both hands. Uh, wild men, the least of whom could kill, could kill a thousand in battle. I, I wonder how David's heart would have been racing. But he walks out to see eyeball to eyeball. So courage is something that's required. Uh, I'm not saying that what we need to do is beat our chests and pretend to be something that we're not. No, often this is a terrifying situation. I had a friend who who loved to say the art of leadership is disguising the terror within you. 
And so it's just putting aside all your insecurities, putting aside all your fears that they're going to outshine you and outstrip you and to receive them and to welcome them, to allow them to walk with you. And then he says to them, listen, this is from verse um, 17 through 18. Are you for me or against you, b- me? Because if you're against me, God's going to deal with you. And then he listened to their, their answers. We've got to listen to them. If you want to lead a strong person, you've got to listen to his opinions, listen to their views, listen to their history, listen to their wisdom, listen to their stories, listen. Uh, David listened before he acted with these guys. And then it says there in verse 18, and so David received them. He made a decision. Okay, you say you're with me. I've assessed the situation. We're going to run together. You need to be decisive. A double-minded person who is unstable in all their ways, and strong people are not going to hang around that. And, and so uh, required to lead strong people is decisiveness. When you make a decision, stick with it. And when you, if, if you've made a wrong decision, you stick with it as long as you can. And then you, together with consensus, you make a decision to adjust that decision. Stick with the adjustment. Flip-flopping from side to side is going to see strong people shake their head and move aside. And then he made them leaders of raiding bands, verse 19 says. Amazing. Didn't send them on a leadership course. Didn't say you've got to stay two years out there so I can see that you are faithful to me. He, he put them in charge of raiding bands. He released them. He, he said, I believe in you. I think in church circles, we are, we are far too cautious. When we know someone's heart, I'm not saying we shouldn't be cautious about the motives of our heart. I think we should really be cautious about that. But, but on a skill level, we're far too cautious, far too reserved. We should release, believe in people much more. I can remember years ago, I'd just taken over the leadership of this uh, eldership team 20 years ago. And I was at this massive conference, 5,000 people there. And I was asked by the leader of the conference to pick the next speaker and to lead the meeting. And I felt God say to me, pick your youth leader. His name was Steve, and he was 19 years old. And uh, I was absolutely terrified. I remember him saying to me, Grant, you know, if we mess this up, uh, both you and me, we're never going to be asked to speak again. And yet that was the, the first time that guy spoke in front of thousands of people. Today, he leads a church of more than 3,000, uh, in a, more than 3,000 seater auditorium. God uh, requires you, if you're going to multiply with strong people, to to breathe into them and to allow them to run in what God, God's called them to do. And, and then what he did is he spent one-on-one time with them. The names are mentioned in verse 20. Adna was there, Jozabad, Jediel, Michael, one-on-one. You, you don't release strong, mighty men and women uh, in mass, in concert, in a group, through remote control. No, it's one-on-one time together. And so practically what that means for me is that I spend time with them. I, I do stuff with them. I go on trips with them. In addition to that, it says in verse 38 that he, he called them together and he ate and drank with them for three days. And they, they ate the supplies that their families had given them. He built relationally. Listen, you're going to start to function in a very practical manner with these strong people, you had better have a relational bridge. When we lead together in team, there is a relational component 
and a functional component. And if all you're focusing on is function and job description and allocation and correct communication, et cetera, et cetera, and you leave out the relational heart connection, trouble is brewing down the road. We have this little saying. You add the, the more you grow, the more you bring big, strong guys around you, you need to tighten your relationships and discharge or loosen the function that you, you're giving to them. We need to set them up for success. He gave these strong guys um, the resources that were required. The, he, he didn't want to see them fail. So he gave them platoons to run with. He, he gave them responsibility and he gave them the resources to achieve their, their goals. Uh, very often, we, we can say to someone, well, go, go and see what you can do. But, but there's nothing, there, there is nothing of our backing behind them. And then he, he, he got feedback from them. They went out in their rating bands, came back again, if you follow the narrative. And so strong people uh, that are around you uh, thrive on feedback, that their lives are effective, that their victories are, are celebrated. And so, so you don't just you know, discharge and, and leave them up to it. You, you keep those processes going con continually. And then uh, you don't micromanage. Uh, the, if you discharge your responsibility to somebody and you're peering over the shoulder, checking, did you do that properly, you didn't do that properly, you know, the strong leader will say, find yourself a manager, uh, let him manage it for you, but I'm going to go and lead somewhere else. And then finally, rather with strong people, challenge them rather than task them. Don't, don't, don't break it down into, into tasks that are, that are mindless. With, with a strong leader, a visionary type leader, you, you're wanting to challenge him, paint the picture of the future, celebrate it when he gets it right, when he falls on his face, stand alongside him, pick him up. Listen, the things that God has in store for you are able to be multiplied if you work in concert with strong people. But if you choose to run alone and do your little thing all by yourself, it's not that it's wrong. It's, it's just slower and it's, it's smaller. And so I trust that this conversation uh, has both terrified you and inspired you to look at the people that God has given you and not to, to be filled with mistrust and filled with insecurity, keeping them at arm's length. No, bring them close. Breathe into them. Believe into them. Speak into them. And let them be all God has called them to be.